Romans chapter 11, and we'll start in verse 1. Uh, Romans chapter 11, and let's go ahead and read verses 1 through 6. I say then, has God cast away his people? God forbid. For I also am an Israelite of the seed of Abraham, of the tribe of Benjamin. God has not cast away his people which he foreknew. Do you not know what the scripture says of Elijah? How he makes intercession to God against Israel, saying, Lord, they have killed your prophets and dug down your altars, and I am left alone, and they seek my life. But what was the answer of God unto him? I have preserved to myself 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to the image of Baal. Even so, then at this present time also there is a remnant according to the election of grace. And if by grace, then it is no more of works. Otherwise, grace is no more grace. But if it be of works, then it is no more grace. Otherwise, work is no more work. So the heading for the first paragraph, obviously, is verses 1 through 6. is going to be, there is a remnant from national Israel. There is a remnant from national Israel. Verses 1 through 6. God has not cast away Israel. Paul is a perfect example. There is still a remnant that who operates by faith and grace. Paul expresses that God didn't cast away Israel because uh, I'm an Israelite. And I'm saved. So if he cast away Israel as a whole, Uh, Paul can't be saved. So there's a remnant. Paul's a part of that remnant. But the idea that, because remember what we saw before in 9 and 10, Israel had unbelief. So Israel was basically, they reaped, from unbelief they reaped the judgment of God. And we're saying that if we express unbelief, in basically what we've learned through Romans 1 through 8, if we say, well, I reject that. I don't believe that that's how you're sanctified. I don't believe in justification by faith. If you reject that, then you are doing the same thing Israel did. Yeah. And that's the whole idea. Uh, a warning against unbelief, not chapters 9, 10, mm-hmm. and 11. So now, because of Israel as a nation, Exhibited unbelief for the most part. God has cast away Israel completely. And Paul says, no. It can't be. If that was the case, you're looking at a perfect example of the fact that that says, no, I, Paul, am an Israelite. So if if it was just totally cast, then that would be me too. Yeah. So the idea is, yes, as a nation, God has turned them over to basically reap from the unbelief. But it doesn't mean that a Jew can't be saved. All they have to do is go God's way. Not all of Israel didn't operate by faith and grace. There were some that did. Even though most of the, most Jews, most Israelites 
did there were still some that did and really we see that if you travel through the gospel you got the apostles they they would have operated faith and great there's always a remnant true faith always has the attachment of spiritual action the moment works are added in any capacity at that moment, grace is nullified, which is what we would be talking about towards the end of 1 through 6. The moment that one inserts anything into the, into the finished work of Christ, other than faith, at that moment, the grace of God is nullified. Therefore, thereby salvation is nullified. We don't like to talk about that too much especially in the modern church because you know that's what that's what the scripture bears out the moment anything else is added you lose you don't just lose some of grace you lose all of it mm -hmm. that was why Paul was so upset in the book of Galatians they come along and they say Oh yeah, Christ is the Messiah. You do need to accept that, but you also need to be circumcised. Mm -hmm. And basically what Paul's saying, you do that, you forfeit everything. It's not it's not like, well, that's just like you you're in danger of losing your salvation if you believe that you have to be circumcised in order to be saved. Because it's only by faith. Yeah. So it nullifies grace. Yeah. That's the that's the danger. It's not just it's not just that you know you like to get an argument about theology or what somebody believes. That's life or death. That's how important it really is. And for the most part, we just because it is going to cause confrontation. I'm just telling you right now. It's going to. It's just it's just part of it. It's going to happen. The true gospel is going to cause confrontation in when it runs into a false gospel that someone believes is, well, this is it, baby. Mm -hmm. It's false, but they're going to butt heads. Get ready. And I, I know a lot of times we think, well, that any type of, any type of conflict, oh, that, well, that's probably not the Lord. Mm -hmm. Jesus did say that the Pharisees were vipers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, I don't know about you, but that was <laughs> that made me that might not run, you know, that might not seem too well. <laughs> but it's not just it's a difference between just being rude and self righteous and defending the gospel. If I truly love someone and they're going down the wrong path. Even if by confronting it, they might not like me, I've still shown love. Right. True love. Right. The Holy Spirit repeats it twice in the same verse in order to be very clear and understand. Uh, and if by grace, then it is no more of works. Otherwise, grace is no more grace. But if it be of works, then it is no more grace. You can't have you can't have both. You can't have it mixed. Otherwise, works is no more work. It's very the Holy Spirit is very clear that if you attempt to join the two together, 
you lose grace. Yeah. 